Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Home Wrecker Podcast. I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, Monique. How are you today? I'm fabulous, thank you. How are you? Doing fantastic as always. Yay! Yeah, doing pretty darn good. So, we're going to be talking today about... The Mothman. I love it. Mothman. Yeah. Pretty uh pretty interesting. Pretty interesting story behind the Mothman. It's a very interesting story. Let's just jump right in. What the hell is the Mothman? What is it? We're we're just gonna go to our thoughts on it. No, but I'm I'm saying for anybody that's never heard of the Mothman, what's the Mothman? What is it? What what do people say if you say the Mothman? I mean, you you pointed to this. Now, obviously, we're we're doing video, yes, as well as as recording here uh, the audio, and you're pointing to this little Mothman little statue Mothman that we guy. have, our little figurine. Yeah. Obviously, the people that are listening can't see that. But, but I can. Okay, so you, you motion to it. So describe for people that can't see that. What is the Mothman? What's this interpretation of the Mothman that we're looking at? It's a creature, almost like a human meat moth type creature with large bat slash angelic type wings. But the thing they all have in common for the most part is the big glowing red eyes. Yeah, the glowing red eyes. Right. Looks jacked. And our little figurine does. Yeah, little figurine. Mr. Mothman. He's enormous. He's adorable. Now again, he's got yeah okay. Again, he's got bat-like wings, he right? Yes. Then why the hell is he called the Mothman? Because didn't the news people get it from a Batman comic? Yeah, it was book? A, exactly. It was a Batman comic book. Uh, some overzealous newspaper reporter decided to dub the creature the Mothman just after a Batman comic book character. So why don't they just call him Batman? Good question. Yeah, I guess you could call him Batman. I suppose. But then that would be very confusing. And I'm sure at the time, Bob Kane was still alive, and that guy was pretty sue-happy and had like all kinds of trademarks on Batman and everything, so he probably would have had a fit. I just got the Batman theme song in my head to the word Mothman. Everyone imagine that. Yes, please, everybody right now. <laughs> get, get, get right on that. Now, you and I, we, we've kind of been, I guess, researching this for the past week or so. Yeah. We've been watching documentaries. I've been reading various internet websites. And I also read The Mothman Prophecies by John Keel and got the audiobook and listened to that too. Yes, it was the exact same thing. The audiobook's the same as reading the book, but it's whatever, just so I could really try to digest the material. Now, that book, I don't, I don't want to say the title's misleading because it's not really misleading, but it's not really... All about the Mothman. So, oh no, it's about a bunch. There's a bunch of stuff that happens, uh, and the Mothman definitely is tied into into that story. But there's so much more to it, and that's like a different show entirely. Today, we're just going to concentrate on Mothman. We'll talk about some of the different sightings that did happen in Point Pleasant, mm-hmm. where the Mothman Prophecies book essentially kind of took. It was focusing on that area as well as bringing up other things too, but... More recent sightings. Yeah, and we'll bring up some more recent sightings as well. And unbeknownst to me, I didn't realize it, but people were seeing a bat-like, bird-like 
man being type creature similar to the moth man mm-hmm. they've been seeing it throughout history this kind of became popularized because of everything that happened in the 60s in the point pleasant west virginia area but this has been seen throughout history throughout time yeah one of the documentaries that we watched terror in the skies it came out in 2019 so it just came out last year pretty recent Terror in the Skies, Mothman, Winged Demons, Thunderbirds, Prehistoric Remnants. It's about, it's a little over an hour long. Pretty good for the most part. decent. Just, I learned a lot in that because, like I said, I didn't know that the Mothman stuff preceded the 60s. I had no idea. I didn't realize that it was something other than what happened in Point Pleasant. I thought Point Pleasant was the only time you'd see the Mothman was there. I thought that was the only time. But the odd thing about it is some of the descriptions vary. Some say it's more bird-like and has feathers. Some say it's not as bird-like, more like a bat. There are different descriptions all for what's supposed to be the same thing. So the question is, are people seeing the same thing and it's just their take on it? Or are there different things out there? (laughs) That's the question. We don't know. But again, even in Point Pleasant, again, even if we take away all the other sightings before and after people were seeing and describing different things. The The only thing that seemed to be the same was the glowing red eyes. Everybody seemed to have that in common with their particular creature sighting. Now this thing was sighted at night. It was sighted during the day. It was sighted in different areas. It, it even looked in somebody's house. I mean, it, this thing was, it was chasing cars. It's curious. I, I guess uh, one of the things, especially in the Point Pleasant, West Virginia sightings that seemed to be common was that when people would see this thing, they'd get this overwhelming sense of fear and terror. They'd become just terrified. And is that because they're seeing something that they don't know what it is, so they're automatically afraid? Or is it just that kind of when you know something's wrong, that gut instinct kicking into overdrive because something's wrong. I mean, it could be that. It's it's hard to know. It's it's tough to say, right? But I, I don't know. It, it's, I, I think most people, if they saw this giant creature with big glowing red eyes, it's not something you're used to seeing every day. I would think most people, their initial reaction would be afraid. Some of the witnesses also reported this sense of fear before actually seeing it almost like they would be they'd get they'd be driving somewhere they'd get this sense of fear and then a minute or two later they'd spot the the creature kind of a almost like a foreboding mm. feeling just kind of interesting I, I don't know it, it is it was spotted or or we don't know if it was the mothman exactly or the creature that was just spotted in point pleasant but similar type beings have been spotted throughout history and again going back to that documentary terror in the skies they really focused on Illinois. Seemed to be a hot spot, especially in the 40s and 50s. Yeah. For a lot of sightings. So it's just kind of interesting hearing some of the stories. And there, people, again, saw a creature with glowing red eyes. But then you had people that also said that it wasn't a man. It was more, uh, there was almost like a pterodactyl Well, that's the thing. Creature. They're, they're- different sighting reports some people say it's more bird like and that's why i'm like is it something is it two different things three different things i don't know yeah or is it just the same thing just being looked at through different sets of eyes with different different perceptions interpretations yeah Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and again, different environments. So you have stuff that, you know, you have like the sightings that are happening in the countryside. You have sightings that are happening in, in cities, in rural areas, in wooded areas. You've got the thing showing up on the roads. So different times of day, whatever. So there's all these different variables that are, that you have to take into account. You also have people with different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So you had people, you you had like respected individuals and communities that have seen it. You have doctors that have seen it. You have people that were not considered the brightest of the bunch. I mean, these are not my words. These are words, right? These are the words that are used to describe some of the eyewitnesses of documented Mothman sightings. So, there is a wide variety. Yeah. So are they seeing the same thing and just interpreting it differently? Possibly. Is it an actual physical entity, a being? Is it flesh and blood? Is it? Does it have feathers? Because that's a lot of reports said that it was okay. feathered. I, I don't know. But that, since it's bat-like and those are two totally different types of wings. Right. Yeah. So you, yeah, it's it's just, it's strange. And, and I also wonder... If perhaps when it was dubbed the Mothman, and then of course it gets in the newspapers, mm-hmm. it gets on the news and everything else, and then anybody that may have seen something after it was put out there, I guess, into the consciousness through the media and through, I don't care what you call it, but essentially propaganda, were people now thinking that they're seeing this thing? Are they thinking that it's there when it's not? You know what I mean? It's it's kind of... No, I, I understand what you're saying. And the question is, the answer is, I don't know. It, it could be anything. Yeah, yeah. It's So I don't know. I don't know. Is it is it uh, flesh and blood? Is it people's imagination? Is it just the power of suggestion mm-hmm. that maybe is making people subconsciously manifest these things? Possibly. Or maybe people see something and they don't know how else to describe it. So they say it's that instead. Yeah, could, I don't know. It's it's tough to say. As we were reading more about Mothman, on my Twitter feed, somebody posted pictures of a harpy eagle, and I guess they're from South America. And okay. these guys are huge. And I looked at the pictures, and my first thought was, oh, this could totally pass for Mothman. <laughs> so I just thought, but it's not seven feet tall. That's the only thing. But it's like the pictures I saw, one of them was about maybe four feet tall. Okay. For a bird, it was giant. It's still big, and yeah. again, people's perspective and and mm-hmm. you know, distance and things like that can. It's tough to say. I mean, when eyewitnesses are giving accounts of something, it's what they're perceiving it to be. So the human mind is very fallible. Who's the who's the least reliable witness? Uh, the human is the least reliable witness. You know, you know what I mean. So I was going to say the dog because the mind is very fallible. It, so. We're open to suggestion. We're open to influence from outside forces, whatever those may be. So it's tough to say what people were really seeing. If they're seeing anything at all, it may just be something completely different. It could be a mass hallucination. Who You know, who knows? Or it could be Mothman. Or it could be Mothman. It could be. But the problem that I have, believing that it's an actual physical being, is I don't believe... To my knowledge, I don't believe there was ever any kind of physical evidence of it showing up. No tracks. I think it's a physical being. No droppings. I will get into my thoughts at the end of the show. No Mothman scat. No poop. No footprints. I'm trying to think if there's any other words. No feathers for if there are feces. Wings. 
Oh. Yeah, none, none, none of that kind of stuff. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's tough to say, but you what you want to let's why don't I I'm gonna pull out my copy of the Mothman prophecies here. Oh. All right, so I, I've I've got the Mothman prophecies by John Keel here. I'm gonna read one of the first sightings right from the book here. So there's a there's an area in Point Pleasant called the TNT area. They used to manufacture explosives there during World War II, okay? And after they stopped manufacturing these explosives, the, the plants were shut down. But the rural roads in that area were used. A, a lot of times, a lot of teenagers would drive up and down those roads and kind of hang out. They'd use them for drag strips, things like that. Now, this is right from the book. At 11.30 p.m. on the night of November 15th, 1966... Two young couples from Point Pleasant, Mr. and Mrs. Roger Scarberry and Mr. and Mrs. Steve Mallette, were driving through the TNT area in the Scarberry's 1957 Chevy. They were all looking for friends, but no one seemed to be out that night. All of the twisting back roads were deserted. The few homes scattered among the igloos were dark. Now, the igloos, I'm going to just cut in real quick in case anybody's wondering because this is West Virginia. They were concrete igloo-like structures that were built into the hills in that TNT area where they would store ammunition. Now, by this point in time, they were all emptied because the ammunition had been transported out of there post-World War II. But that's the igloos he's talking about. Not the Eskimo kind. Exactly. Just felt, felt I had to clarify that. Back to the book. Roger, then a strapping blonde 18-year-old, was driving. They aimlessly made the circuit of the roads around the igloos, returning to the old generator plant near the unlocked gate. As they pulled alongside the plant, Linda Scarberry gasped. They all looked into the blackness and saw two bright red circles. They were about two inches in diameter and six inches apart. Roger slammed on his brakes. What is it? Mary Mallet, a strikingly attractive brunette, cried from the back seat. The lights bobbed away from the building and the startled foursome saw they were attached to some huge animal. It was shaped like a man but bigger, Roger said later. Maybe six and a half or seven feet tall and it had big wings folded against its back. But it was those eyes that got us, Linda declared. It had two big eyes like automobile reflectors. They were hypnotic, Roger continued. For a minute, we could only stare at it. I couldn't take my eyes off it. It was grayish in color and walked on sturdy man-like legs. It turned slowly and shuffled toward the door of the generator plant, which was ajar and hanging off its hinges. Let's get out of here, Steve yelled. Roger stepped on the gas and they shot through the gates, spun onto the exit road and headed for Route 62. Suddenly they saw it, or another one like it, standing on a small hill near the road. As they hurtled past it, it spread its bat-like wings and took off straight up into the air. My God, it's following us! The couple in the back seat cried. Roger swung onto 62 on two wheels. We were doing 100 miles an hour, Roger said, and that bird kept right up with us. It wasn't even flapping its wings. I could hear it making a sound, Mrs. Mallet added. It squeaked like a big mouse. It followed us right to the city limits, Roger went on. Funny thing, we noticed a big dead dog by the side of the road there. A big dog. But when we came back a few minutes later, the dog was gone. Panic-stricken, the red eyes still burning in their minds, they went directly to the Mason County Courthouse, charged into the sheriff's office, and blurted out their story to Deputy Millard Halstead. I've known these kids all their lives, Halstead told me later. They'd never been in any trouble, and they were really scared that night. I took them seriously. He hopped into a patrol car and followed Roger's car back to the TNT area. At the edge of town, they looked for the dog's body. It was gone. Back at the power plant, there was no sign of the red-eyed specter. Halstead switched on his police radio, and a very loud signal blasted out of the speaker, drowning out the voice of the police dispatcher in Point Pleasant. It was a loud garble, like a record or tape recording being played at very high speed. Deputy Halstead, an experienced cop, 
looked taken aback but said nothing. He switched the radio off quickly and peered uncomfortably into the darkness, reluctant to really search the old building. But he was convinced. The next morning, Sheriff George Johnson called a press conference. Local reporters interviewed the four witnesses. Mrs. Mary Heyer set the story out on the AP wire, and that evening the bird, quote-unquote, was the chief topic at supper tables throughout the Ohio Valley. Some anonymous copy editor gave it a name, spun off from the Batman comic character who was then the subject of a popular TV series. He tagged the creature, Mothman. That's the first sighting, as documented in the book, The Mothman Prophecies by John Keel. Now, previously in the book, he was talking about uh, a witness who had his dog go missing. Yes. After seeing some bright lights outside of his home. And then he tied into this story and mentioned the big dog that was dead on the side of the road. And then for some reason, the dog vanished when the when the four couples went back to the police officers. Mm-hmm. So was it the same dog? We don't know. I don't think Keel knows, but I think maybe he's trying to get the reader to think that possibly the two were connected. I have my own opinion, which we had discussed before. The gentleman who claimed that he saw lights, his dog went outside and he thought he'd go get it in the morning and then it went missing. Right. These kids see a dead dog on the side of the road. I brought up, was it last night or the other day? I don't think Mothman is a being that wants to hurt people. And all the eyewitnesses never said it harmed them. Right. It never grabbed at them and never tried to bite them or hurt them. You had mentioned, well, it ate it, it killed a dog, but we don't know that. It's possible that somebody driving down the road could have hit the dog. And it's a small town, and with all this going on, they could have seen it as a perfect opportunity to say, yeah, maybe it was Mothman. You know, uh, if they uh, don't no. want to come forward, like, sorry, I hit your dog. You're, you're absolutely right. I'll give you that. Absolutely. And then an animal could have dragged it into the woods. Yeah, you're, you're right. It could be. I mean, maybe these kids actually hit the dog. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. We, we weren't there. I don't know. You weren't there. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just relaying the story as it was in that book, and it was kind of... Keel does a really good job in this book of weaving all of these different aspects of the story of what happened in Point Pleasant mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And speaking about those lights, that's the that's the other thing that always accompanies yeah. these sightings is strange lights or strange craft, unidentified flying objects. Mm-hmm. Again... What what is that? Why why are those things always seeming to be around when this creature has been sighted? Especially in, in going to Point Pleasant, if we're gonna focus just on that set of sightings, always tons of lights, mm-hmm. tons of craft spotted, and yes. it wasn't just a couple of people that saw us. There were hundreds of them. Oh yeah, and not just at Point Pleasant, but more recently, the surrounding areas. Yeah, more recently. With the Mothman sighting, they had the same things happen. More recently, what are you talking about? Talking about Chicago. Okay, okay, yeah, you're talking about in 2017, I believe. Yeah, 2017. So people were saying that they're seeing the Mothman in Chicago now. So we're not really had those glowing lights. There were reports of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now the 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 problem now is, if this is the same phenomenon, whatever this may be. We don't know again. I I don't know. I don't even honestly. I don't have any theories about about this one. I, I'm just 
I'm baffled because there's so many different variables and there's so many different things that happened. Speaking of the Point Pleasant stuff, particularly, yeah. that I don't I don't have any theories now. If you're looking at something like Chicago, the more recent sightings, there are so many more explanations available for what it could be mm-hmm. because you have things now in today's society in today's world with technology being what it is you have things like drones could could be a drone it, it could be you have daredevil people that like to do base jumping stuff like that where maybe they're wearing you know maybe people are seeing somebody doing base jumping and again with it being dark city light shadows yeah. things of that nature it could be just the way they're interpreting these it's not something you see every day or so you have somebody just looking for attention Right. Anything. Exactly. Yeah. And especially in nowadays where people are trying in every way possible to get themselves noticed yeah. and to get attention. Could it be somebody trying to maybe make a viral video? I don't know. I, again, but none, none of that seemed to be the case with these no, most recent yeah. sightings. But they can be more easily explained now because there are so many different things that you can now say yeah. exist that could explain this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the thing with the with the latest the, the Chicago Mothman stuff, and and I even said to you, I, I tried to follow a lot of this stuff, and I didn't even realize there were sh- sightings for yeah. the Chicago Mothman. But the weird thing about okay, until just recently with Chicago Mothman, the weird thing is, Mothman appeared in Point Pleasant, right, and then the Silver Bridge collapsed, it an yes. eye bar broke, yeah, and it fell, right, lives were lost. What's happened in Chicago? Other than like the mass violence that always goes on. Other than like 400 plus people a week getting killed in. Oh my in gosh. But gun it, deaths, violent gun yeah, deaths. Yeah, is that, is that what it's there for? That's the only thing I can think of. Did I something happen that I, I don't know of? I'm not sure. Nothing I'm aware of. But, not, but I feel like nothing like such a big tragedy but, in but, comparison to the bridge, the silver bridge. Okay, but that's, but that's if you're going to say that, that's assuming. That the Mothman itself, because that's another one of these things that have been attached to it, that's assuming that it is a harbinger of bad, evil things to come or of, of tragedies. Yeah. That's assuming that that is actually related in any way. But with that said, perhaps maybe that makes it not true. You can kind of debunk that because nothing really happened in Chicago. Okay. You, you, can, you can take it from that angle as well. I mean, you could look at it that way. But again, just because that bridge collapsed doesn't mean it collapsed because the Mothman was seen or that if the Mothman wasn't seen, the bridge wasn't going to collapse anyway. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is people looked at it like people saw the Mothman and then the bridge collapsed. So yeah, that's, that's how the, it could have collapsed anyway, but right. yeah, they're kind of comparing it to putting two and two together, saying Mothman had something to do with it. Some people say that it was going to happen and he came to maybe bear witness to it of this big calamity. There's all these different theories out there. Well, again, I'm not going to get too, I don't want to get too much into the actual Point Pleasant, like all that story surrounding the bridge because there's so many other things that come into play, the different "Quote unquote alien sightings, the the yeah, men in black sightings, lights, but strange phone calls yeah. people were getting, the UFO sightings, the lights. Yeah, there was a lot of weird stuff going on there. People noticed uh, there were eyewitness accounts of people climbing the bridge, strange uniformed men 
climbing the bridge prior to its collapse, mm-hmm. all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah. So I, I'm very reluctant to say that just because the Mothman was seen around this time, I'm, I'm reluctant to say that the two are connected just because of all the other things that were going on in that area around the time. Could it be? Could it be that maybe seeing this bird means, yeah, there's something bad that's going to happen to someone you love, maybe to you, maybe to your community? Yeah, maybe. Possibly, but, but. but there's no, there's nothing that hammers that in concrete for me that says that the two are definitely related. They happened around the same time, but does seeing this thing mean anything? Is it a coincidence? Because there have yeah, been other tragedies where nobody saw Mothman and things happened. So or or nobody reported seeing Mothman. True. And things happened. True. If we're if we're gonna say that Touche. He is a harbinger of, of things to come. Yes. So it's tough to it's tough to say. I don't know. Yeah, it's I don't know. Yeah. Very, very tough to say. But are you of the opinion then that it is a flesh and blood creature? Does it is it something that if it appeared to you you could actually reach out and touch it if it got close enough. I don't know per se. I think it is. I think Mothman is real. I think it's some form of energy, just like everyone is energy. Is it energy that you could actually touch? I don't know. But I do think it's real. And I think it's a being from either another dimension. And when the veil is thin, it can cross over. Or... It's possible it maybe it's an old type of elemental or something, you know, from inside of our earth. I mean, we talk about Bigfoot and Bigfoot can exist. Could this be something like that? So I think that there are different things it could be, but I do believe that Mothman is real. I think there have, again, there have been sightings of big birds and giant pterodactyl-like things and, mm-hmm. and stuff like for years, yeah. right? I remember, and I, I don't know if anybody else listening to this is going to remember this, but I, I told you this story uh, this week. Yes. Okay. Growing up, and I've, I've mentioned this before on the show, I used to, when I'd go to the library, I would always go to like the, the UFO books and the monster books, whether it was the Loch Ness Monster or the Universal Monsters like Frankenstein and Dracula mm-hmm. and Wolfman. Like I love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Always did. It's always fascinated me for whatever reason. And I remember looking through a book and it had a picture of a giant bird. This thing was enormous and it was tacked up on the side of a barn. And there were four guys underneath it just to show the size of it. Mm -hmm. And they were all posing for a picture. It was a black and white photo. It looked like it might have been taken in the 30s or 40s. I don't know. It was Pretty enormous. It was the size of the barn. Yeah, the wingspan yeah. from side to side. It was the size of this big barn. And like I said, there was four guys underneath it. So that's big. Oh, yeah. And I remember this picture. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. I looked several years ago. I was actually listening to another podcast where they were talking about the Mandela effect. And they were talking about this same picture. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that picture. And the host was talking about it and mentioned that he looked everywhere and he couldn't find this picture. He's, it's almost like it never existed. 
So when he said that, I started looking. I'm like, no, I, I've got to have it somewhere. And I looked around, and I don't have it in any books that I own, none of the old magazines that I own. And I went online and looking for it, and I could not find this picture anywhere. But I swear yeah. there was this picture. It I'm existed. I'm sure there was. It's, but it's nowhere now. It's either a Mandela effect, or it's possible that the powers that be could have had all images like that taken down, scrubbed from the internet. All right, but again, I, I'm almost positive it was in a magazine or a book that I owned, but I cannot find it. But do you still own it? Well, the, yeah, I mean, that's true. It could exactly. be, it, it may not be. Again, I just said it earlier this episode, the human mind's fallible, but I swear I saw this and then I remembered it from being a kid. You. And then when I heard this other... Uh, host talking about this exact thing and then saying he couldn't find the picture. And then I went and looked. I'm like, what the... How? Where did it go? So, anyway, I, I don't know what... I just thought I'd mention that story. If anybody out there knows what I'm talking about and this is making any sense to you and you're remembering what I'm talking about and you have this picture, can you please... Post it on our post forum. Post it on our forum on our website at homewreckerpodcast.com yeah. or... Just reach out to us on our social media. We have the uh, Twitter. At Pod, Instagram. Homewrecker Podcast. And just tell me tell me if you remember what I'm talking about. Tell me I'm not crazy. Yeah. Or tell me I'm crazy. Either I don't way. think you're crazy. Well, thank you. Yeah. So now, going back to Mothman. The Mothman Prophecies. There was a movie that came out in 2002 starring Richard Gere. Gear. Gear. How do you say it? Gear? Richard Gear. Gear? Yeah. Okay. Gear. Richard Gear. And his character in that movie was loosely based on John Keel. And they pretty much, I mean, they didn't really, it, it was kind of based on the book. But I, I don't know. Do you remember watching that movie? Yeah. I watched it. Did you, did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it was. It, I, uh. I could watch it. I haven't watched it recently, but. For me, I took away from it the main point that anytime this creature is seen, something bad happens. I mean, obviously, with the movie, they took liberties, creative liberties. They right, have like, Richard like Gere and movie, his, of course. you know, his wife or whoever. What was it? She gets cancer. They're in a car accident. And I think it was she gets in a car. It's been years well, since I've seen the movie. They see but the Mothman and they get into an accident, yeah. I believe. And then I think they find out she has cancer or something. And then she ends up dying and he kind of starts researching it. But I just yeah I just think that they added extra yeah of things course it's like any Hollywood, it's Hollywood. Movie, of course for anybody that maybe wants to cheat a little and is interested in the Mothman prophecies the movie doesn't do the book justice it's like I said it's very loosely based on the book so if you mm -hmm. want to know the actual story of what happened in Point Pleasant read the book or or get the audiobook either way yeah fantastic fascinating and it covers so much of the stuff that was going on at the time that the mothman was being spotted in point pleasant now there was another story that i wanted to refer to the mothman prophecies book this this was a pretty we were talking about how the mothman never hurt anybody right yes so there was a uh a woman named virginia thomas all right she was a slender gentlewoman blessed or cursed with second sight she'd accurately predicted numerous accidents and local events over the years she was careful not to seek attention and only her friends knew of her remarkable abilities deeply religious she went to church almost every evening and on this night both she and her husband were out the Wamsleys and Mrs. Bennett found only three of the Thomas children Ricky Connie and Vicky at home so this is a home that they were going to 
After exchanging a few words with the youngsters, they headed back to their car. Off in the distance, they could hear some trigger-happy hero firing a rifle around the power plant. Suddenly, a figure stirred in the darkness behind the parked car. It seemed as if it had been lying down, Mrs. Bennett told me. It rose up slowly from the ground, a big gray thing, bigger than a man, with terrible glowing red eyes. Mrs. Bennett uttered a little cry, so horrified she dropped the small baby in her arms. The child began to cry, more insulted than hurt, but her mother couldn't move to pick her up again. She stood transfixed, hypnotized by the blazing red circles on the top of the towering, headless creature. Its great wings unfolded slowly behind its back. Raymond Wamsley grabbed the paralyzed woman and the child, and they all ran back into the house, slammed the door, and bolted it. There was a sound on the porch, and the two red eyes peered in through a window. The women and children became hysterical, while Wamsley frantically phoned the police. It was 9 p.m. Hundreds of people, many of them armed to the teeth, were less than a mile away and would not know about the episode until they read it in the local papers the following evening. By the time the police reached the house, the creature was gone. But for Mrs. Bennett, this was just the beginning of a long and frightening series of adventures. That's a story that was mentioned several times uh, in different websites and different uh, Even the different documentaries, documentaries and yeah. things. Yeah, that's a story yeah. that, that's mentioned a lot. The lady that dropped her baby because Mopne was right there. And then it was looking in the house that she mm-hmm. went running into. So I figured we'd, we'd bring that one up. Now, what are your thoughts there? Mothman never hurt anybody. No. And he didn't hurt anybody here. She dropped the baby. She was so afraid she dropped she her dropped own baby. She dropped the kid. Yeah. That's not Mothman's so. fault. Mothman's <laughs> probably spreading his wings like, lady, what are you doing? Your baby How fell down. How did I know you were going to sit there and come to the defense of, of the monster? Of course. And wow. then it's probably peering in the windows like, is the baby okay? Trying to make sure. So that's what you think was going on? Yeah. Yeah, I do. There was something else that was going on for un- an unfortunate side effect for some people that well, saw them. Oh. Before we get there, okay. what were your thoughts? About? About Mothman causing a woman to drop her baby. I, I mean. I, 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 do you think that or he do I think hypnotized it was, her to do Do I think it? it was his fault? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think there may be something to the red eyes. It could be. It freaks people out. It, well, yeah, uh, that. But it could be maybe possibly that. There was some kind of a hypnotic, hypnosis kind of thing that maybe They're was... They're seeing into the darkness of their own souls. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Maybe, it could be something like that. And again, that feeling of dread, that feeling of terror. You're seeing If you're seeing this thing in front of you that you've never seen before, and it's this big man, bat, moth, whatever-like thing, and you've been reading about it in the newspaper, you've heard reports about it on the news... And now you're seeing it right there. I, I, I can see you getting a little bit. I mean, I personally, I don't know how I'd act. I, I, I could sit here and act all tough and be like, well, I just look at it and go, oh, wow. So you're real. I'm not arguing. No, no, I know. That she ha- that she shouldn't be scared. I just think that she that should illustrate to you, you especially being a mom and having had three children, how terrified this woman must have felt she dropped her baby, a newborn baby. She drops the baby on the ground. And then it, it didn't say it in the book, but some of the other stories and accounts of this particular incident say that she fell down on top of the baby as well. I don't know if it was, it, depending on who you hear tell the story, she was either trying to protect the child or she just, she fell and ended up on top 
didn't hurt the baby but yeah but i take it as that's just because she was so terrified i don't think it's because that was what the mothman was trying to do okay it may not have been mothman's intention okay just want to clarify that. fine but that should illustrate to you just how terrified a lot of these eyewitnesses were and especially where they all mentioned that sense of terror or that sense of dread that sense of fear Mm -hmm. I get it. One person, one eyewitness said that it was he just got the sense that something wasn't right. And he didn't really know how else to put it into words, but that was the best way he could but describe think about it. about it. If there's Mothman or any kind of weird being, whether it be some like creature or alien, yeah. that's not right for most people because that's not your normal. Right. Sure. So it makes sense. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. Okay. It's just not so you're going back to perspective. Yes. And people's perspective. That's fine. Yeah. But I'm telling you, this is how they felt. Yeah. And that's how terrified they were. A mom drops her baby. Yeah. She's that that's scared terrible. of what happened. Yeah. And then he's looking in the windows. He's Let's, curious. Okay, One, he probably wants to make sure that baby's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that already. Two, okay. I, maybe he's just curious. And if everyone's running away from you all the time, you're probably like, what's going on? <laughs> like, I just want to hang out. So if it's not some paranormal, physically, I don't know how to say it, interdimensional being or something, and it's a physical, actual creature you think is just curious. Yeah, just even to see, if it like, is what's going some on. kind of interdimensional being of energy, it can still be curious. Right. Yeah. So now, getting kind of back to where I was... I'm going to to talk about a minute ago. One of the things that I guess an unfortunate side effect of seeing and looking into the eyes of the Mothman, a lot of people reported getting almost like radiation burns. Yeah. Conjunctivitis. You want to talk a little bit about um, that? Radiation burns from being in the presence of the Mothman. But what does it make sense is not everyone. Not everybody got did. burned. Not so that's kind of weird. Why is it that some people did and some people didn't? Yeah, again, another one of the mysteries of this whole thing. Why Why didn't it happen to everybody? Mm-hmm. Why only to some? It's kind Maybe of, some people are more sensitive. Could, and could and is it be. from just the being Mothman or is it from his eyes? Some accounts try to make it seem like it's his eyes that cause it. But maybe this being is some source of energy so strong it causes radiation that that kind of effect with humans yeah i, I don't know so I, maybe I, carry some shungite with you right yeah there you go yeah i, I personally on um, for that i don't have any explanation there but, i don't know what that could be and with that said there are some theories that or some ways that people try to excuse mothman as a natural thing is from the TNT fact uh, from the TNT stations, those yeah. igloos, yeah. Um, some of the chemicals seeped into the ground. Sure. And there's uh, was it a pond? They, they said or too that some of it swamp? some went into the Ohio River as well. Yeah, but there's yeah. a body of water mm-hmm. that is like right next to it. Yeah. And these the EPA, I guess, is still working on that area because of the damage of these chemicals seeping into the ground and into the water. Yeah. The, so they're yeah, they didn't really dispose of the chemicals be, yeah. directly, unfortunately. Eek. Yeah. Not good. Uh, some people try to say that it's not Mothman. It was a type of crane and being exposed to these chemicals, this toxic waste 
it grew so large, that is what they saw. That's why earlier I said, could this be a mass hallucination? Because there is documented evidence that that area is polluted with chemicals. And uh, again, maybe being exposed to these chemicals through the drinking water, just being in the air, being close in close proximity to them over time, could the cumulative effect of being exposed to this stuff, could it possibly have created or mutated something that was real and made it big? Could it cause a hallucinatory effect? Maybe that's why people were seeing something, but it was a different something to everybody that saw it. Maybe they were seeing a big crane, but because they were seeing this big crane and they were seeing it at different times of the day and they maybe all had different levels of exposure to these chemicals. If this, if we're going to go with this hypothesis, maybe that's why the, the sightings were different. Maybe that's why there was burns in the eyes of some people. Some people there wasn't. Anything's I, possible. I don't know. Now, uh, another thing. I don't think that's what it is. So that's not my Okay, I'm just throwing it out there because who's to say that who's to say that that's not the case? No, I agree, and I think we should throw out all these possibilities. But I just my gut isn't feeling that. That's all. That's that's fine. Yeah. Now, uh, the other thing too is that a lot of people reported having dreams of presence in the water. I, I believe Mary Heyer, who was uh, Keel's, I guess, point of contact in Point Pleasant. She was a local newswoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe she worked for the paper, yes. if I remember correctly. She reported having these precognitive dreams and seeing these visions. And then when the bridge collapsed, it was right around the holidays. And yeah, there were presents. I mean, it's even that iconic image is in the movie itself. Yes, because they have presents floating in the water. had dreams of presents floating in the water. Yeah, yes. yeah. So that's another thing. Now, was that because they saw the Mothman and all of a sudden they're blessed with this, blessed or cursed, depending on how you look at it, this gift of second sight, as it's called in the book, or, or as it's been referred to commonly for psychic visions or precognitive dreams and things like that. It seems that that may be the case that may be related but again the other very one of the other variables that was happening in this area specifically mm-hmm. was all the ufo sightings all the strange lights the the strange men in black and yeah. strange other men that were appearing things going on. appearing in this town yeah so who knows but that is that is something that is common for people that have been caught in the light or the ray of a UFO or have seen UFOs, there are some people that they become changed because of it, because of the encounter. Mm-hmm. Why? We well, Obviously, we don't know because we don't know mm-hmm. what the hell these things are or what, if they're anything. It could be just people's imagination. Who knows? But some, But a lot of people, it's very common, they report that they now get the gift or curse, however mm-hmm. you're looking at it, of, I guess, psychic visions. Psychic dreams. Psychic dreams, precognitive yeah. dreams. They they can now, they, they predict when things are going to happen or they see things, tragic events that are going to happen before they actually do. Mm-hmm. What What is that? Why would that be? Is that related to the Mothman? Is it hit Don't the know. way his energy is? That type of radiation, some people it burns, maybe some people it opens their third eye. I don't know. If it's, if it's radiation coming from Mothman. I mean, I never caught him to test him for radiation, I'm did sh- you? Yeah, I'm being a jerk I'm right now. It out as I don't a care. 
Yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. One really weird random thought popped to my head is what if Mothman is this interdimensional being who hops dimensions and the men in black are the ones who are trying to catch him to bring him back to his own dimension. Like he escaped and he's just checking everything out everywhere. He, I, it's as plausible a theory as, as any other one we've thrown out here today. <laughs> who knows? And, and we are going to talk about the men in black. We're going to devote an entire episode, maybe even more than one to the men in black and that phenomenon. Cause that again, we're, and we're going to be talking about them in relation to the Mothman and Point Pleasant during that episode, because they are very, very prevalent in this entire story. They're a big part of yes. it. But I don't, yeah, it could be. Could be he's an interdimensional thing, and that's what those MIBs are. He's on the run. It, it, maybe. They want to get him. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they, they see that he's out messing with people here. and. But is he really messing yeah, with Yeah, he's making people no, drop babies, drive 100 miles an hour, killing dogs. All kinds of weird stuff, man. I don't know why. False. I just, I, I, Fake news. <laughs> right. Misinformation. Disinformation. All of no. it. All of the above. All of it. So now, do you, do you have anything else you want to add uh, with the Mothman? We've gone a little more than 45 minutes here today. Uh, just I kinda, do want to say I want to go to the festival. Yeah, they have a Mothman festival every year. That's right. And there's a, there's a Mothman museum that's located in Point Pleasant. I yeah I, 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 I definitely want to check that out for sure. Oh, and that that was the other thing too. I, I I'm sorry we didn't mention it. Eyes of the Mothman was the other documentary that we watched that came out uh, in 2011. Mm-hmm. It's a little over two hours long. It's lengthy, but it's it's really good because it's very thorough, going into the history of Point Pleasant, talking about Chief Cornstalk, who we should yes. have mentioned that that could very well be too. Indian curse. He put a. In, uh, allegedly put a curse Native American curse a Native American curse on Point Pleasant because he was I think the way it was described he was double crossed in a land deal and murdered with his son he, yeah back he in came the, um, 1700s yeah he, he came to the white man I forget the person's name the general or whoever they were going to work something out and then I guess he got double crossed in a land deal and they killed him he was murdered, well, but before he died, allegedly, he put a curse some on the land. other people kind of busted in and killed him and his son. But before he died, with his last breath, yeah, he put he a curse. The land. Right, yes. he cursed the land. Yeah, that's yes. what that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying it too. I'm just saying it the same way, just with different words. I'm just saying it the way you're saying it, but better. I'm just gonna kick you under the table. <laughs> yeah, that was an accident. No, it wasn't. Lies. It was a love kick. Right. So was it was the Mothman a curse? I don't know. But they go into that in this documentary. They go into the whole history of the area. Again, pretty cool, but it just focuses on Point Pleasant and the tragedy that happened with the Silver Bridge collapse and all that stuff. But it's a it's a really good documentary. Highly recommend it if you're interested in it this is. topic, if you're interested in just anything paranormal or unusual or even historical because it is a very it, it I, I mean obviously I wasn't there but I'm going to say historically accurate because it covers all this other stuff that happened hundreds of years ago that could be related to what happened in the 60s it's like they cover all bases they cover everything yeah yes. I was I was I was like wow two hours and 35 minutes on, on the Mothman and then we started watching it was like oh okay they, I get it the now. way they but, link it all together oh, it's, you're it's like, very wow, well done this is great it's yeah. very well done and it's got it's got uh yeah, it's it's just it's What's very it called well done. Again for Eyes of the Mothman. Eyes of the Mothman came out in 2011. We saw it on Amazon Prime, yes. so it is available for your viewing pleasure there. So check it out for sure. Uh, highly recommended. 
Highly recommended. And definitely, if you are interested in this topic or, or even in just the story of the Mothman in Point Pleasant and all the different happenings that happened there, read The Mothman Prophecies by John Keel. Highly recommended. Oh, absolutely. And awesome another book. thing I just want to throw out, anyone visiting Maine in Portland, Maine, there is the Cryptozoological Museum. And yes. they have a little display on Mothman too. They have Bigfoot. They have Loch Ness monster. They yeah, have we talked all these about cryptids. that in a previous episode. We yeah. did, but yeah. I'm just reminding people: yeah. if you're in Portland, Maine, go there and check it out. We'll put associated links yeah. in the show notes here too, so you can check all that stuff out as well. And uh, again, I'm going to mention as we're winding down here that we have the forum active up on our website at homerecordpodcast.com. Yes. So go over there, sign up, register, create a username for yourself and interact with us. Tell us what you think of the shows that we're putting on. Mm -hmm. Give us your thoughts, give us your feedback, give us your comments and suggestions for any shows that you might want us to cover or do in the future. A couple people have given their thoughts on Instagram, which are awesome, but I don't want to get into some of this really deep stuff on Instagram. Okay. I don't want us getting booted. <laughs> I don't want them to delete our account. You don't want algorithms kicking yes. us off and getting so shadow banned. This is a place where we can talk freely about our thoughts, these conspiracy theories, these different entities, what we think it is. Sure. And we're not going to have to worry about Big Brother watching us. Well, and I mean, Big Brother's always watching. Oh, of course. But we're not going to kick you off if yeah. you have a controversial view or opinion. Is what she's trying to say. A horrible person, a horrible human being, and disrespectful and hateful, that's different. But just because you're giving a theory that most people don't agree with, no, that's kind of whatever you think. Tinfoil hats, like, I don't care. Tell us what you think. Just sign up for the forum. That's what what it all comes down to. Just sign up. Sign up and participate. Let's grow this thing. Let's make it something big and special where we can all just get together and have fun and talk yeah and you can ask us questions yes. if you have questions of course yeah and i'm on there every day now it's it's kind of like my thing i like going on there just kind of checking it out i'll try to go putting on random thoughts on there and uh, i'm gonna do my best to respond to everybody that gets on there obviously we, it's it's new we're just starting it out yeah. but let's grow it let's get Absolutely. it let's get it big just like this is slowly but surely growing as yes. well this show now we're doing video as mm-hmm. well and pretty soon we've got coming up Location yet to be determined, but we are going to be going and bringing this show on the road yeah. for a adventure, I guess we'll call it. Paranormal adventure. I, I mean, all maybe? those different combinations on, have been put together yeah. on different shows and whatever. So we're just going to, we're going to go, we're going to bring the Home Record Podcast on the road and we're going to, yeah. we're going to go on location to a haunted place. Allegedly haunted. Allegedly. Yes. Yeah, right. In theory. And we're going to record. We're going to live stream it. We're going to put it on YouTube. Uh, Twitter. Twitter. Instagram. Instagram. Wherever we can get it. Wherever we can put it. As long as we got a good solid internet connection when we're there, yeah. we're going to do that. Either way, we're going to record the whole darn thing and we're going to put it out in podcast form so you can hear our our thoughts and stuff that's going on anyway. So we're going to have to really work on being descriptive for people that aren't going to be able to see what's going on. Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully something happens. Something worthwhile happens. Or something newsworthy maybe happens and we can get put on that paranormal map yeah okay because that's what we care about <laughs> yeah we just want to have fun yeah so we'll see uh but yeah have definitely fun with us yeah absolutely so definitely uh 
give us your feedback and, and let us know where you want us to, uh, where, excuse me, where you want to see us go. And you can find us again. We mentioned it earlier, but we'll say it again. We have a Twitter at HomewreckerPod and our Instagram HomewreckerPodcast. And one more time, the website and the forum HomewreckerPodcast.com. Yes. And if you haven't already, head on over to iTunes, hit the subscribe button, leave us a five star review. That way we can grow the show and get more ears and pretty soon eyeballs. And go to our YouTube. You're probably, if you're watching the video, then you're already there. But if you're listening to this, then go to YouTube. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just subscribe everywhere. Where Do can it. people find you us know on you YouTube? Want to. Go to YouTube in the search bar, type in Homewrecker Podcast. We have a channel there. Good enough for me. And we'll put it in the links. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll link it in the show notes. I mean, it's like a long... It's a bunch of letters and numbers. It's hard to say. So, I, I yeah, we'll put the link in the yeah. show notes. You could fi- I put a link on our website as well. It's right in the forum, and uh, it's, it'll be on the front page there as well. So, yeah, that's that's how you find us. Yay. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Any other closing thoughts? I just want to thank everyone for listening and watching. Yes, and uh, especially shout out to everybody, all of our new listeners who yes. have discovered us recently. And uh, I got to say, our number two country right now is Sweden. So shout out to you guys. Hi, Sweden. Hi. I yes. don't know how to say hi in Swedish. We'll learn that for next yes, time. Yes, we will, unless another <laughs> country creeps up there. Sure. Uh, for, for all the Greek listeners, Yasu. Yes, Hola for our Spanish listeners and uh, anyway. Bonjour for our French <laughs> there, listeners. There it is. Yeah. There you go. That's about all we got. That's, yeah. It's... We're trying. So thank you again to all of our listeners who've thank been with all. us from the start and hello to all the new listeners and yeah. thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate everybody's support and until next time, I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion. I've been joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. Believe, believe, yes you can. Believe in the power of the Mothman. Believe, believe, yes you can. Believe in the power of the Mothman. Well, he's seven feet tall with eyes of red. And if you don't listen to him, you will end up dead. He tried to warn everybody. Yes, he did about how they were in danger from a broken bridge. Believe, believe, yes you can. Believe in the power of the Mothman. Believe, believe, yes you can. Believe in the power of the Mothman. Mothman, Mothman, I believe in you Flying round the town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia With your bright red eyes and gigantic wings That make me, make me, make me, make me, make me wanna sing Believe, believe, yes you can Believe in the power of the Mothman Believe, believe, yes you can Believe in the power of the Mothman Well, this ain't no sparrow and it ain't no owl With its high speed flying and its high pitched howl It's not a hawk, not an eagle, not a bat, nor a pheasant It's a Mothman of Point Pleasant Believe, believe, yes you can Believe in the power of the Mothman Believe, believe, yes you can Believe in the power of the Mothman Believe, believe, yes you can Believe in the power of the Mothman Believe